What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudal. Today, we're going to start chapter one to basically my introduction. This is how I got to where I am today. And we're going to break that into a couple different sections. Now, most of you guys know that I played football. And like any football player, it is a... It kind of goes without saying that, I mean, we've got to start playing football. Like everything that we do and know is a direct result of what we learned on the gridiron, what we learned in the weight room with the boys at practice on the field. And uh, that's probably one of, besides my parents, probably one of the things that has shaped me the most as a human being. So we're going to dive right into that football. Um, I grew up in, well, I was born in Huntington Beach, moved to Bakersfield, then I moved to Big Fork, Montana when I was five. I started playing football in fourth or fifth grade, and I've only missed two football seasons playing or coaching since then. I'm 31 now. Um, our little guy football team was the shit. We were so fucking good. We got scored on one time in three years. Never lost a game. Um, I had Brock Osweiler was my quarterback who played for the Broncos and the Texans and ASU. Um, and then our fullback, it was Dustin Haynes. He went and played quarterback at Oregon and was a team captain, backed up Mariota, all this stuff. Colt Idol was a seven-foot-two high jumper. He was our tailback. His dad played for the Cowboys. Like, man, we were um, – Bart Andrus is one of the coaches – was one of the coaches of the Titans when they were – or the Titans in the St. Louis Rams. And uh, his son was a wide receiver for us. Like, man, we had offensive line. We had running backs. We had – one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of Montana, arguably. Um, I don't care what anyone says, that, what anyone has to say about Brock Osweiler. That motherfucker could sling the rock. And uh, we just killed people. And we did good when we got to middle school. Um, I was an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and I long snapped basically from day one. And uh, got to middle school, I think a year into middle school, Brock transferred into Kalispell, which is a bigger town in our area. And we had a little bit of attrition. Some guys fell off, things like that. Um, nothing huge. And then we got to high school. And good Lord. Um, Big Fork was a B school. And the four years I was in high school, they went up to A. We were the smallest A school in the state. <laughs> the football coach quit at that time. He was a legend. And then he, <laughs> the only four years that he didn't coach were the only four years that I played there. I was salty as hell. I won one game in four years as a varsity starter, and that was my freshman year. Um, ended up after my sophomore year, my quarterback, Dustin, who replaced Brock, ended up transferring to a school in Oregon where he ultimately ended up getting a scholarship and opportunity to play at the University of Oregon, which is a big deal. But, I mean, that left me playing tailback my junior, senior year, and a couple of us tailback by committee, we ran wing tee. We would average like six and a half yards of carry. Then next thing you know, we run a play action. We throw a fucking interception. We got toasted on a consistent basis. Like I can't remember if I ever even came off the field in high school. It was insane. Tailback. I started a game at like every position but cornerback. And uh, ultimately that, that led me to some really good opportunities though. Um, I ultimately chose to go to Montana state to do football and track. Um, University of Montana was on the on the board. Hawaii was on the board. University of Washington. 
Um, I was a long snapper. And I did track. I was actually a better track athlete than a football player. So I had different opportunities to go across the country and play, but I wanted to do it both. And I kind of wanted to do a D1. So I chose Montana State. Ended up ultimately earning a scholarship, a scholarship there. Um, it was very, very hard for in-state kids to get scholarships. Um, looking back at it, I don't think I was probably a good enough football player to really earn my scholarship coming out of college um, or coming out of high school into college. But, you know, I earned my starting position, which earned me my, which earned me my scholarship and ended up being a very, very good long snapper. Um, I did have an injury that basically was supposed to end my career. I, uh, I broke the ball off my humerus. The humerus and the ball each broke a piece off my scapula, tore my labrum, tore my rotator cuff, and uh, I dislocated it. So I just thought I dislocated my shoulder. I never felt this before. And so I grabbed and I yanked and I somehow got a couple things to come back into place. But, you know, being football players, I was like, ah, play through it. So I played for three more weeks with all that. And then finally I was like, all right, I need to get looked at here. And, uh, they couldn't believe I was even walking, much less trying to play football still. It was it was really terrible. I'm like, well, your, your career is done. You won't play football anymore. You won't do track anymore. It did end my track career. Um, I threw shot put, discus, weight, hammer, all that. Um, I'm like, yeah, you won't be able to go overhead. You won't be able to bench press. You won't be able to throw a football, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, a handful of months after surgery, I like set or tied the school power clean record. And set a school squat record at Montana State and got back into it. Um, earned the starting position, earned my scholarship in lieu of all that. It was it was a scary time, but, you know, that's where I kind of really got into training more so. Um, I did my own rehab. I did a lot of my own extra rehab for that shoulder injury. And uh, that's why I had such a passion for, you know, some of the rehab, prehab, prehabilitative type work that I build in all of my programming was from football. Um, so start for a year, two years. And then um, I'm working at a bar. I think I was actually working my grandfather's wake and I got jumped by three Canadians when I was bouncing and I hit one dude one time, broke his jaw, broke his nose, broke his orbit or his orbital bone. He knocked out, fell over backwards, cracked his skull open on the pavement. And uh, guess who went to jail? That would be me. Next thing I know, I'm on the front page of, like, every major sports paper in the fucking country. Like, football player assaults somebody, blah, blah, blah. And it's just fucking insanity. Ended up, I was, like, the, I was the number one long snapper in the nation at that point. And I got benched. And it was, it was a crazy situation. There's some things that I, I'm not going to bring the light on that. But I took very, very, very good care of the head coach in that situation because coaches were getting fired. And uh, it kind of burned me on it, which is ultimately why I transferred and spent my last year of college football playing down in Las Vegas, New Mexico, New Mexico Highlands. Uh, I started every game there uh, except for one, <laughs> which I immediately got put back in because the other guy didn't know his fucking plays and was a dipshit. Um, and uh, we ended up having a season where seven games we lost by – six points or less with the ball in the red zone. You know, we were, we were six plays away from being a, an eight and two team. And we were like a two or a three and eight team. It was, it was crazy, but played tailback, played fullback, um, had some different work where they 
where they uh, drilled me at outside linebacker type stuff and then I long snapped and had the ability to work with uh, Coach Ferragamo, which his brother was, you know, a legend for the Rams and Cal as a quarterback. And, uh, you know, Coach Young, he was a uh, he was a strength and conditioning coach, head coach for Oregon and for Cal. And then Tony Pav, he was a big time dude. Uh, he was one of the coolest fucking coaches I think I ever had, actually. Um, he's probably the only coach that'll listen to this fucking thing too. So what's up, Pav? And then, uh, oh man, um, I had this offensive coordinator. I swear to God, this guy was Satan reincarnated, but it was, it was funny. We ran this, we were at 7,300 feet and we ran this air raid, no huddle offense. So we threw the ball like 60 times a game and we were, we were snapping the ball like every 23 seconds. So we had like Oregon Temple at 7,300 feet. Like our first day of practice, I think we ran like 31, 110-yard sprints. I couldn't see. I literally couldn't see after we ran like 12 of them. I was just fucking running, and the coaches would tell us when to stop type of thing. It was insane. Um, But, you know, I had some coaches that played all over the place. It was amazing, the talent we had. But we just struggled as a team with the team chemistry thing. But I learned so much in that group. And that's how that's probably one of the most impactful things that football had on my strength and conditioning career was learning from guys like them and just being around some of that. Um, you know, while I was at Montana State too, I had a Division One strength and conditioning coach of the year. Dude was phenomenal. Uh, Wilcox, he was an amazing coach. Played at Iowa and coached at Drake. We got their program back on track and came to Montana State, helped us with ours. Super, super, super grateful for for the impact that those coaches had um, on me probably, I mean, I'm sure they know to a degree, but maybe not to the degree that they actually impacted me. It was amazing. It was a, it was genuinely amazing being able to go into those settings and just absorb so much. I still use things that I learned from them in my programming today. Um, You know, some of my clients are on like 12 sets of three right now with like 45 seconds rest. Well, that's, that's OG strength conditioning, getting ready for fucking football season style training right there. It just works really well. It, it accomplishes what I need accomplished on certain things. So <laughs> stealing those different types of football things, you know, it just made a huge, huge, huge impact on how I program my athletes now and being able to identify what tools need to be used for certain jobs and have the ability to do that. But when I got done with uh, football in New Mexico, I moved to Santa Monica with my little brother who was already there. He was playing football at Santa Monica College. Ended up being um, student athlete of the year the first year there. He was kicking ass and did football on track. So I was living on in his living room. And it was one of those situations where I was supposed to get picked up year one. But basically the whole bar thing equated into me having, you know, character issues and that ended up resulting in me being recycled for a year. I think a couple other things went down too. A couple, couple opportunities were missed, but you know, had a good pro day, had good camps, got invited to the combine, ran extremely well, benched extremely well, did everything extremely well at the combine. You know, ran a, a mid four seven uh, at two hundred seventy pounds, hit like thirty nine reps, thirty six and a half inch vertical, like over a ten foot broad jump. I mean, these are good times for anybody, but for you know, 270 pound, five foot, 10 and a half white boy is, uh, is pretty good shit. Um, especially as a long snapper, I definitely would have been <laughs> tested often by the NFL for steroids if, uh, if I ultimately got signed and stuck around. But, you know, I had the ability to go to Detroit, had the ability to go, you know, all over California, Florida, 
Arizona. I worked out for every NFL team, every CFL team. Um, you know, I, I could have gone to the CFL if it wasn't for the bar fight. Um, they don't let people with um, assaults on their record go. And I pled no contest to a deferred misdemeanor assault because they set my trial date for October 31st, which means that I'd had to go the entire football season not being able to play. And so I made that choice, moved on, and, uh, you know, everything was taken care of in the courts. But Canada still recognized that, so that kind of burned my ability to go to the CFL, which would have been a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, opportunities come, and I learned so much from, like, losing those opportunities. Ultimately, um, ended up getting an opportunity in Wisconsin to play there, and that's around the time when – my mom got sick and we decided to hang it up, come back home, go to work for dad, be able to be more involved with the family. And, you know, since then I've been coaching football regularly, um, had the ability to coach while I was in LA, had the ability to coach in Montana at the, at the middle school and at the high school level. Um, you know, this last couple of years I was with the Glacier Wolfpack, made some amazing opportunities, but so much of what I use on a daily basis came from my lessons learned uh, as a football player. And man, it's, I did suffer over a dozen concussions, um, 11 from football, one from a motorcycle or a motocross accident, one from an ex-wife and a laptop. <laughs> um, but, you know, aside from that, um, everything that I learned in that sport just molded so much of my work ethic and my ability to overcome adversity and try and see the bigger picture and just understand things. And especially coaching, I feel like really gave me a different outlook, especially on staffs with guys like Grady Bennett and like, you know, just the diversity that I had that I played under and that I coached with and really, really helped shape me into a more complete human being. And that's why football has such a special place. And, it's, it's irreplaceable. It's invaluable. It's, it's something that you can't really understand unless you've been a football player yourself. But, you know, everything that I learned as a football player still use on a daily basis. And, you know, there's, there's situations where I don't like how I handled it and being able to like look back at it and learn from it has been such a, such a phenomenal opportunity and such a blessing to be able to do that. And, you know, trying to help kids moving forward, and that's one of the coolest things. Like I can use what I'm really good at as a strength conditioning coach and impact these kids on a football team, but I'm also not a teacher. So I can be much more real with them. I can tell them shit that teachers can't really say. And that sometimes, you know, they shy away from hard conversations because they don't want to get fired. And I'm a volunteer, like fire me if you will, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep it pretty real with these kids. And that, that mutual respect that I'll, I'll treat you like an adult. If you treat me like an adult, I'll always keep it real with you. I'll always tell you where you're at, what I really feel. And um, it was a really good opportunity that football granted me to be able to interact with the youth like that after my time as a football player was done. And, you know, some of my best memories are probably football related to one degree or another. And um, you have the opportunity to put your kids in football. Absolutely do. Absolutely do. Yeah, they're going to get the shit smacked out of them. Not like we used to, because they've they've you know made it safer, but it's a uh, it's it's worth the risk. It's worth so much, and uh, just the ability to get out there and work your ass off. And if you lose, you lose, and if you fail, you don't get playing time. Like that's life. It's such a life lesson. And if you do it 
and you and you earned it and you get it. It's a life lesson in itself. And there's just so much opportunity granted by the game of football. And I wouldn't be who I am today without the game of football. And I'm so grateful that for that. I'm so grateful for every coach that I had growing up. Um, you know, I, I can probably name all of them from, you know, Mike Haynes and Osweiler and Andrus to um, Shanks and Masters and Anderson in middle school. And then Stigler, fuck you, um, he was my coach as a sophomore and a freshman. And then he took three of our best players and transferred to Oregon, which is very frustrating. And then we have Bruce Corbett, who was amazing. Uh, my dad and Saia, I was lucky enough to have them. Coach Boulevard, LaFontaine, who still comes and MCs my, uh, my meets for me. Um, getting into college, you know, guys like coach Ash, which, you know, I don't like how situations were handled, but I still respect him. He's an amazing man. Um, he's done so much for the game of football. My position coaches, you know, coach link, coach Plessel, coach McAdoo was my snapping coach. Um, you know, when I transferred, I had coach young coach Pavlik, um, all those guys, um, I just impacted by so many guys at so many different levels. Um, it's unforgettable and it's such a blessing. So that, uh, that's a little bit of the story on football. If you guys got questions, deeper things, um, by all means ask, I was, I was blessed to be able to play both sides of the ball at damn near every level. And it was a, it was a really, really fun experience that I'm so grateful for. So if I can uh, maybe shed some light on situations you guys are dealing with on that. Absolutely. But, that gives you a little bit of a rundown on, you know, Donnie Two, all the football player, how football impacted my life without getting too deep into it. I don't know. We're 20 minutes deep, so that's deep enough. But hopefully that helps you guys understand me a little bit more as far as uh, how that sport impacted me. So we'll keep on rolling with this. we got a few more chapters as far as the intro goes before we start getting into anything too crazy. But I do want you guys to have a very good understanding of who you're talking to a little bit deeper about me, the things that help mold me, the things that are important to me, and just a little bit of a, a little bit of insight and a little bit of relevance into, you know, my life. So I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Iron Money podcast. And I'll talk to you guys soon.